is Tracy Cook and welcome to the podcast series Victim to Victory. This series gives a voice to those that have overcome obstacles in all forms that dare greatly to share their real stories. Amazing humans like our upcoming guest Julie Paulston. She is amazing. She's empowering. I'm going to share some info about her in just a moment. And she's daring greatly to share her story. She has risen above those adversities to become victorious. And she now supports and inspires others to do the same. And today we're giving a voice to Julie Paulston. Welcome to Victim to Victory. Oh, thank you. I'm like, oh, so excited. <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, just a little bit before we jump into your story, because we're having a, a, a pre-show chat and I know how amazing you are. So I'm really encouraging our V2V audience to go and check out how to connect with you because your story is nothing but empowering. I know it's going to shift minds, change lives, and people are going to see themselves in your story today. And I just know that. Um, so Julie is empowering women to rise from the ashes of their lives, to rediscover their divine inner phoenix and if you're listening to this podcast please jump onto the youtube and look at her amazing uh phoenix pictures um on the youtube video they are absolutely amazing there is a story behind that and i really want to respect that story give it the platform that it deserves because julie is amazing she's changing and saving lives she's empowering she's inspiring and she's a change maker that is leading the way and that's what we love here on victim to victory so julie who are you and where does your story start? Well, geez, now I'm like, oh boy, oh boy. Those are big shoes to fill. Nope. <laughs> so I, I just, I appreciate the platform to be able to share my story because for me, our stories are what connects us. Stories are where we started as a human race. That's how we communicated is we shared stories and we shared experiences and um, I've been sober for 32 years. And, you know, one of the things in the themes is share your experience, strength and hope with others to give them that spark and that little piece of flame to see that there is always hope that it's never, it's never done until, you know, you're pushing up daisies. So for me, my story uh, is huge. The condensed version that got me to where I am now with the Phoenix is, uh, well, we know that 2020 was an absolute shit show. Oh, can I say that word? You can definitely say shit show. Yes. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I, I, I get interviewed. I've been interviewed and, and, and they're like, oh, we're going to have to edit out the cuss words. And I was like, okay. So I, I always forget to ask my bad. So <laughs> the dumpster fire and shit show that 2020 was um, for so many people, it was the same for me. Although 2020 started out amazing. 2020 was like, it's going to be my year. Um, I had moved from Chicago to Pensacola, Florida. So I'm like on the beach all the time. Life was good. I was an educator for a fortune 500 company. And then when COVID hit and everybody got put inside, my job was to travel around my district, educate stylists. I would travel around the country. So for me, motivating, educating, inspiring people, that was my jam. And then they said, okay, so now there's this horrible thing and you have to stay in your house. 
And I have a little bit of a big personality. Um, Tracy has seen a little bit of it. So for those that are listening, it is, it is my greatest strength. And it is also my kryptonite because my personality is huge. And I'm very unapologetic for it because for so many years, I was very apologetic. I was very dim your light, dim your light. Don't outshine anybody. What would the neighbors think? You know, all of those demons that mm-hmm. sing in your, in your dreams. And so uh, 2020 happened. I got sh- shut in my house. Uh, my depression came back with a vengeance. Um, I was lonely. Um, I'd hit my halt button, which is hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. And I'd hit all of it. And so one day I decided it was July 11th. I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going out on a boat with my friends. And so we went out on a boat. Um, we hit a wave and it kind of tossed me into the boat and I broke my wrist in three places. So we had just gotten the green light to be back in the salon. And I worked in the salon one day a week on clients. Well, that was taken away. And so now I'm back in the house with a broken wrist. It got real ugly. And let's just suffice to say, August 27th, I lost my job. Um, I got fired. So I went into instant panic. I went into instant victim. I went into, why is this happening to me? What did I do wrong? All of the whole panic mode. And then I started instantly looking for a job. I was fighting. I was pushing. I was just hustle, hustle, hustle. And nothing kept coming because what I do, we're in the middle of a pandemic. They're not going to let me go out and visit people and do all the fun things. So in the midst of all that, September 15th, Hurricane Sally came to town and I had three feet of water in my house at probably about 12, 15 in the morning, I woke up and I heard dripping and I thought, what? That's not normal to hear in a house. And so I got out of bed and I stepped into water and there was water in my house and it was instant panic. It was, uh, one of those moments that I will never forget. And I had to evacuate in the middle of the night. So July 11th, I broke my wrist in three places. August 27th, I got fired from a company that I would have been still at and bled in. And I did, my whole identity was wrapped up into, and then Hurricane Sally took everything that I owned, like literally everything that I owned. I ended up having- House um, and everything, like everything was gone. So in the house, we had three feet of water. And oh, wow. before, before I evacuated, I was able to take the desk that my grand, my great grandfather had made and put it up on a table with the magazine rack he made. And then my mom had made me this hook latch rug before I was born. And I tossed that up and I put those three items up on my kitchen table. Everything else was gone. Um, I, all my shoes, I, my mom's 80th birthday was, we had already decided to fly to Arizona, my brother, my sister, and I to go for surprise her for her 80th birthday. And I had to borrow a pair of flip-flops because I didn't even have a pair of shoes. And here we have, um, hurricane insurance. And when I moved down here, I asked, do I need anything else? And he's like, no, hurricane insurance will cover everything. So I didn't get flood insurance. And that's the little caveat is that if the water comes from the ground up, it's considered flood. However, if my roof would have blown off and the house would have flooded, then it would have been covered. So I literally lost everything, no insurance. And, and I think that that probably was one of the lowest parts of my life because once again, I was homeless. I had to rely on a friend of mine who was like, yeah, Julie, just come stay with us until your house is fixed. 
And so in that moment, I thought, okay, well, all right, universe. I know that um, you're there. there's something in here. If, if there is this much poop, there has got to be a pony in here somewhere. So I'm just going to keep digging through the shit until I find my pony. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the lowest parts of my life. And that is when I truly was in the ashes. And that is when the Phoenix was born. The Phoenix was actually born. The fire was born out of the water and the mud and the misery. Uh, That's where the Phoenix came from. And I love the metaphor of the Phoenix as well, because it's so relatable. And especially as women, you know, we push so much stuff down. And when we rise, we rise strong don't we 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 just go no we're not pushing it down anymore we're here now I know that um there's there's more to to Julie as well because this is where you are now this strong confident woman that's empowering others inspiring others but it wasn't always like that was it um you mentioned 32 sobriety Yep. And you know, what's funny is, and I get super excited and you'll learn this about me is I get super excited and I just start talking. Sometimes I can be like the worst interviewee because like I'm blonde and all of a sudden I'll hear something. I'm like, Oh, I have to share this. I have to share this. And then it's like, what was I going to say? Completely okay. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because yes, I'm very strong and yes, I'm confident and I love my life and it's fucking magical. And all of those things. And every day I still struggle with, am I worth this? Is this right for me? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, What if nobody listens to me? Um, All of those thoughts, they still, I think that's important for women to hear that even no matter how strong you are, I don't care if you're freaking Oprah and Ellen, who are two of my favorite people in the world, and Brene Brown, I don't care whether who you are, you still have that, that inner little girl that goes, I, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe, maybe this is too scary for me. And it's really about learning how to love her through it and kind of be her little cheerleader, because if she's not on board, it's real hard to fight through it. So that, that, that was what came to mind is because, yeah, this, and you know, it's funny because I've been homeless and I have 32 years of sobriety and, and, and I've gone, you know, I've been domestic violence, sexual assault, all of the above. And you're right. This isn't the first time I've been in the ashes. And as women, we're in the ashes and we rise. And then, you know, the, the tale of the Phoenix is the Phoenix rises and then it returns to ash and then it rises again and then it returns to ash. And I think it's a great metaphor for life. And when I started this journey, everybody's like, oh, you should, you know, you came out of a hurricane, you should do the lotus because it rises from the mud. And, <laughs> and I was like, I have nothing against the lotus, but does this, does this face look like it likes mud? No, no, it doesn't like mud. I'm fiery, I'm feisty. And as the universe does, God, universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it. Gus is what I call it. Um, Thank you, Jackie, for that metaphor. Um, That is calls us all. And I just saw phoenixes everywhere I looked in the weirdest places. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, you've been calling me for the last three, four, five, 10 years. And I've just been putting you in spiritual voicemail. And I think that the, I call it the trifecta of unfortunate events that happened in 2020. 
I think that that was the universe's way of grabbing me by the scruff of the neck and saying, listen, we are done trying to be nice. And we are done trying to give you sweet little hints. Mm -hmm. You need a billboard upside the head because you're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And And we do, we walk around on autopilot, don't we? And we're ignoring, we're, we're sitting there walking on autopilot, wishing for something to change or wishing for a sign, but we're not actually being aware and seeing it when it happens or we ignore it, like you said, and think, oh yeah, that, that's not meant for me. That's meant for someone else because that little inner critic sitting on our shoulder going, no, nah, that's not for you. That must be for someone else because you're not worthy. And we listen to this little voice so often. I'm so glad you bring this up because so many people are going to relate with this because we have to keep being open and our eyes open and stop switching off that autopilot that is so comfortable and so easy to do and it's our safe space and that's where our friends are you know crabs keeping us in that safe little bucket with them and when we start rising to go and do something different or get outside our comfort zones then that little voice comes in so I'm so that little that little child's voice and yeah. we're not open to seeing anything if we're listening to that voice all the time and we're on autoresponder. So I'm so glad that you dropped that golden nugget in there, Julie, because that is so relevant. And especially as women, because we're wearing all the hats. The guys are too, but I'm sorry, women do wear a lot more hats. It's just known, okay? That I've been challenged yeah. on that many, many times, but we do. Yeah. Um, we're, we're on different levels because... Sometimes our thinking is different sometimes. Not always, but sometimes it is. Um, but I I, I, I want to know as well, if you don't mind, what was some of the real standout kind of pivotal moments for you where you thought if things don't change, things don't change? Like, was there any turning points or pivotal moments? So I think that it's funny because like you said, you 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 have that inner critic. So I always go all the way around the mulberry bush to get to the point, but that's, that's how my brain works is it's like, it's metaphorical stories. So years ago, um, I got the gateway drug called the secret and Tony Robbins. (laughs) I got both of those and I went, and it was like this lightning bolt hit me. And I was like, that's where I belong. That's what I want to do. I want to motivate, educate, and inspire. I want to create a glow. And it's funny because back then I just wanted to speak life into people. And at that point, yeah, I'd gone through a lot of shit with my sobriety and and this and that and the other thing. And then I think as we get older, because I'm going to be 55 in July, I think as we get older, we discount our traumas. Like we, we look at our traumas and go, oh, well, you know what? I don't, I, it, mine wasn't as bad as, as Tracy. So I'm not going to really talk about it because I, I don't want people to feel bad for me. You know what? If that, if that's where you're sitting right now, I say this with all the love that I possibly have, bless your heart in the most Southern way possible. That is an excuse. Mm. That is fear popping up. That is the, that is that little demon that sits on your shoulder. And when I see that, I literally, this is something that I do. And if you're listening, just kind of imagine like a little, little mini you, that's just being an asshole on your shoulder. I will 
literally take my finger and I will, I'll go, oh, is this what we're doing today? No, ma'am. And I will flick it off my shoulder and I imagine it going, wee and flying <laughs> away because I, that's, because sometimes you have to, you have to figuratively and see the, your fear, just like, no, ma'am, not today, not today, Satan, not today. Mm-hmm. One of the most pivotal points was when I came back to the house. Um, so the hurricane happened. I came back the next day and there was still probably about a foot of water in the house. And I opened my front door and there, you, you can't describe the smell, um, of hurricane water because it's it's called brackish gross because there's sewage and there's salt water and there's fresh water and rain it's Mm -hmm. so uh no power no nothing and so walking into my house and seeing the devastation and then that thought of what do i do what what do what do i do where do i go what do i do and i think no when you're in that position and then when you have people, they start taking all my stuff out of the house and putting it on the curb because it's, you cannot salvage it. Mm. People try, but you really shouldn't because it's nasty water. And so I, they put all of my stuff out on the curb, like all of my belongings. And then to watch people come and take your belongings, like people driving through the neighborhood with trucks and they're taking my belongings. And I'm sitting out there and this lady comes by and she's like, oh my God, that table and chairs is beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's, it's mine. Like I worked really hard for that. And I said, well, I guess if you need it more than I do, but watching and then finding out that I have no insurance to cover it. Then I was like, that was even more devastating. And I thought, I can either sit in this shit pit and feel sorry for myself or I can look at, because in, in our minds, I think the biggest thing, Tracy, is that we think that all of this is happening to us. Why is this happening to us? What did I do? Especially when, you know, you've got the gateway drug of the secret, you know, they just tell you shove a crystal up your ass, bathe yourself in essential oils and meditate two hours a day and a $25,000 check will show up in your mail where that is just the gateway drug. That's just the, that's just to get you to understand that, that yes, crystals are amazing. Yes. Essential oils are amazing. I have crystals all over my, I have crystals everywhere. So I firmly believe in all of that. I think that that's the best gateway drug I ever got to learn the art of manifestation and to learn the art of listening to your inner being and to listen to that soul knowing and sitting. I would, I, I'll never forget sitting in my living room on a box and just losing my shit. Just, mm-hmm. I had been, people were like, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm good. No, it's good. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And in that moment, completely alone with my stuff around me that is just destroyed, like pictures, um, things from my childhood. And now (laughs) I went through a house fire in 2006 and lost mostly everything in my house before. So this isn't the first time that I've lost everything in my house. So this time though, it was a little bit different because it was, it, 
it just hit me a little bit different. And I think that in that moment, I, I went, okay, kid, you got a choice to make. You can either sit here and be in this. And at that point in time, I didn't know about the victim mentality and all of that um, because I had not started my journey to being a coach. And I knew that there was something more. I, I finally surrendered in that moment. And I said, okay, I'm done. Just, I'm done. What do you want me to do? What do you, you, you got me. I'm on my knees. I have, I have nothing left. It makes me emotional. Um, I have nothing left. What do you, what do you want me to do? Just, just tell me what you want me to do. Put the people in my life that need to be in my life. Just tell me what you want to do. Cause I, if you, if I don't get help, I'm not going to be here anymore mm, because wow. um, my depression had hit like that, that, that crust, that, that, that point of like, you know what, this is just 50 something years old and I'm starting all over again. Wow. The hell Batman. This is some bullshit. That is some bullshit. And it's very powerful to, to sit in that space and appreciate you being so, so vulnerable with us because there's power in that. So it's, thank you. Thank you. I think, um, you know, you were saying that with women, the different hats that we wear and, and I, one of the examples that I use with uh, my clients and I, and I talk about a lot is that when we were little girls, the first toy we were ever given usually is a doll. And when we take the dolly, we are told, take care of the dolly, watch the baby, take care of the baby. So from a young age, we're instantly taught to all of a sudden, now I'm taking care of something that's outside of me. Mm -hmm. And then if you're in a toxic family, you might be raising your siblings, you might be raising your parents. Um, if you, and then you get into school. And so now you're the caretaker as, you know, as a little girl, we're caretakers. So now we're taking care of our friends. And as we grow older, we get that first boyfriend. So we're taking care of him or we get that first girlfriend and we're taking care of her and we get that partner. And then we get, you know, we go through school and then we take care of everybody else. And then of course, you know, we're taught now we're going to get married and this and that and the other thing and the social constructs that happen. And so from a very small age, we are taught to take care of everything that is outside of us. Mm -hmm. And the one thing is if you want to rise and to reclaim that divinity and reclaim that and to reclaim, the biggest thing is I want you to remember who you were before the world told you who you should be. Wow. And in order to do that, you can you say that again? That is, that's powerful right there. That is is powerful. my burning passion is, and, and it's my highest intention is, and I tell, this is what I say is that I want to create a global movement to empower women to rise from the ashes of their lives, to reclaim their divine inner Phoenix and to remember who you were before the world told you who you should be, because wow. she's still in there. She is in there and she's giving you hints. She's giving you messages and because we were taught from a very small age to take care of everybody outside of us, we forget that that little girl knows exactly. You shared in your, in your sleep, in your meditations, in your dreams, in your walks, whatever, you have a running dialogue with her. You have this dialogue and 
eventually as we grow older, we stop talking to her. We stop acknowledging her. We stop listening to that little inner knowing. And guys, you have that little inner boy that tells you, hey, listen, this would be really fun. You should do this. And because we're so worried about what everybody else is going to think and worried about taking care of everybody else in our lives, that when we get that little nudge to play in the mud puddle, we go, oh, why would I do that? Mm -hmm. When you never know how God, Gus, universe, spirit, source, whatever you want to call it, you don't know how he, it has put the pieces together Mm -hmm. for you to get to that dream. And if you have that dream, it's because it's yours. Nobody else can do it for you. Nobody else can climb on a stage for me, except for me. Nobody else can do what I do the way that I do it because it's me. People are going to relate to you, Tracy, because of who you are. And they're going to be like, oh my God, I need Tracy in my life. I'm going to consume all her content. I need her in my life because she can help me get from point A to point B. She can give me the steps and the tricks and the tools. And then there's people that are going to be like, oh my God, I need Julie in my life because she's gone through this, 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 and this, and this. And it's the magic of the universe. It's the magic of life. It's the magic of knowing that there's so much out there. If you only just got quiet and took care of yourself and listened. Mm. Amen. We have to put our own oxygen masks on first, right? There's a reason why they say it on a plane. And if for years I was like, mm-hmm. I would always put my kids on first because, you know, yeah. I've got, I'm a, I'm a mom and, you know, I gave my first son up for adoption. I raised my second son and I'm a foster mom. So, you know, that, that mother gene is super strong. And I was like, no, I will save my children. And then, you know, going through this journey, I've realized that I can't save anybody else. I can't pour from an empty cup. And so now people Mm. only get what's in my saucer. Yes. If I have nothing in my saucer, well, guess what? Thank you. No is a complete sentence. Mm -hmm. You don't need to know why I'm saying no. I don't need to justify my answer to you. And if it offends you and hurts your little fee wings, I'm really, really sorry. I'll give you, I'll give you a cookie and you can, you can, you know, do what you need to do, but move on to the to next person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to take care of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you've just shared so many golden nuggets and so many tips and so many things that maybe those that are listening, where you're running on autopilot, just stop. Like Julie advised, just have a look around, just take a moment, and just think, where do I want to be? And Julie's got some great advice around that. And um, can you share uh, the name of your podcast as well so people can go and take a listen to that as well? Oh, I'd love to. It is called Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life. Perfect. And it's a, it's a, it's a great podcast. I've listened to um, a few episodes before Julie and I connected as well. And I, I highly, highly recommend going and checking out her podcast as well. Now, what kind of, what kind of message you've shared so much already and, and been so brave and so vulnerable with us. And there's such power and strength in that, as you know, but what kind of message would you really like our audience um, to leave them on today? So I say this at the end of all of my lives, I say at the end of my podcast, because um, to me, it is, it is imperative that people know this and understand this. And uh, for those that are watching the YouTube and whether you're listening, 
I want you to know that you're enough, period. As you sit, you're not too short, you're not too tall, you're not too fat, you're not too skinny, you're not too light, you're not too dark, you're not too loud, you're not too soft. You are perfection. You are divinity and stardust wrapped up in a human experience and you are so worthy of everything that you could possibly dream of, desire, want, you deserve it and you are enough. And if you could only see the divine light that shines back from your eyes, you would never doubt your greatness again. Another powerful um, advice from Julie Paulston here today on Victim to Victory. Um, thank you for breathing life into us and um, allowing us to um, listen to all of your wisdom and all of your greatness. And thank you so much for your honesty as well Thank which you. is really enlightening and the world really needs that now we really want to thank julie for being brave to share her story we'll be sharing where to connect with julie as well she is so appreciated and we know that she has the greatness within her as well and you can find the victim to victory podcast series on youtube spotify apple and our facebook group so please subscribe share and comment if you got great value out of julie's wisdom today please um, support her in the comments and help be the change that the world needs more than ever we need it right now so let me yeah. leave you with a message of figure out who you are and do it on purpose thanks julie thank you